You are listening to The Happy Gynecologist with your host, Amanda Miles, MD. Hey y'all, welcome back to The Happy Gynecologist, episode number 156. Another listener Q&A. <laughs> All right, friends. Well, I'm so glad to have you back. And for those of you that are new, we are so glad you are here. Welcome. So glad that you found us. And um, I think I probably met some of you recently. Uh, I just got back from the District 7 ACOG meeting, and I get to meet so many new people. And I was so uh, just so excited to be around so many other OBGYNs that were trying to kind of make a difference in, in how we are treating ourselves as OBGYNs and how we're taking good care of ourselves and you know, I hate to say the words like wellness and resiliency, like, <laughs> you know, but but the theme was is like, how do we live our best life, basically, as OBGYNs. And we just talked about a lot of different cool topics. And there's some really great speakers. And I just had the best time. So um, if any of y'all that I met are here, welcome, welcome, welcome. So um, for those that I didn't get to meet, uh, hopefully next time, <laughs> feel free to reach out uh, anytime really on social media. Um, you can find me coach miles MD on Instagram. If you go to Facebook and search that you'll also find my, um, uh, my, my page as well, the podcast page. Um, and so yeah, reach out anytime, send me, send me a, a message anytime. And that's kind of what today's episode is about. Um, I have people reaching out to me all the time. They send me emails, they send me messages and, um, we talk back and forth. And so I had some really good uh, questions recently that um, uh, people just kind of reaching out and um, having trouble with working on certain things and wanting advice. And so I thought, you know what? I bet everybody could benefit from some of this. So um, I thought I'd share it with you. So the first thing um, is, is I'm going to keep these anonymous, okay? Um, and so the first question from anonymous, um, because I haven't, these are just kind of like messages. And so I, I want to make sure that you guys are, you know, not, you know, I don't know, putting yourself out there and reaching out and being vulnerable. And then like, you know, it, it expose the world, I guess. <laughs> um, so anyway, first one from anonymous. Um and, and they say, um, okay, so I know I have feelings. <laughs> I know that I do. But how do I start to process these feelings and access these feelings and help myself actually feel them? I'm having a hard time because I know that I need to do the feelings work. And I just can't seem to find a way to feel what it feels like on my inside. <laughs> and so what I want you to know, is that you are not alone, friend. <laughs> so I uh, I sent uh, this person a response back, but essentially what I sent was this, okay? I said, okay, no big deal, friend. This is so common. We are so, so good at stuffing our feelings down, um, especially for so long. And so if you haven't been here for very long, we talk about how as humans we don't actually like to feel our negative emotions. And as OBGYNs, we really are very good at compartmentalizing those. We learn that um, we have to do that to get through our day. But sometimes we continue to do that at home or, you know, whenever we have time off. And so I think that it's important to, you know, learn as a skill uh, that, that we do not have to uh, avoid our feelings all the time. We do not have to stuff our feelings deep down inside, never be you know, never to be seen again. Um, sometimes we do that with other things. Okay. So sometimes we use, you know, food to do that. Sometimes we use sugar, um, to do that alcohol, 
Sometimes we scroll our phones endlessly, like kind of doom scrolling to stuff our feelings down or to avoid the feelings, right? Um, sometimes it's, you know, other stuff, binge watching Netflix or um, maybe overspending on Amazon, right? And so whenever we turn to these things, it can make it where we have not really connected with our feelings in a long time and we aren't really used to that. So I think that, you know, it's totally normal, you know, to, to kind of feel like you're disconnected. I don't want you to feel like you're abnormal here. This is something that our bodies just do, our brains just do. Um, whenever we are faced with so many kind of stressful things every day at work, right? And, and the reason behind that is because it's safer to just not feel, <laughs> right? So what I always encourage people to do is, Number one, like start in a place that's like safe for you. Maybe that's in like your bedroom with the door locks, no one barges in, or maybe that's like in your comfy chair with a soft fuzzy blanket wrapped around you. You know, you decide and you want to like send like safety signals to your brain, right? So I want to like wrap myself in a cozy blanket and that kind of helps my brain know like I am safe essentially, right? Um, and this can be like, you can be outside, you can be in your car, um, so it can be wherever, but just someplace that you feel like comfortable doing this, okay? Because if you're like worried about your spouse, your partner walking in on you and having feelings or someone noticing, um, oftentimes we really worry about what other people will think if they see us experiencing our feelings, okay? So I think it's also nice to just start with noticing like, what like do you feel? <laughs> okay, and so you can notice even, you know, sensations first, right? Like, what do you feel in your body? If you just like pay attention to your body and get out of your brain and down into your body, like, what does it feel like to take a big deep breath in and out? Right? Like, how does that feel in your chest? in your abdomen, in your throat, you know, how does that feel to actually take a big breath in and out a few times? Do you feel like the muscles moving? Do you feel other parts of your body move? Or do you, you know, kind of stretch out, you know, does it kind of stretch your sides a little bit? You know, ask yourself like what you actually notice. And, you know, can you notice how it feels you know, whenever you're doing that and just starting to take notice of sensations in your body, like what your fingers feel if you're, you know, driving in your car, like you're holding onto the steering wheel, maybe as you listen to this, right? Um, if you're sitting in the chair, like, can you notice how it feels where your body is making contact with your chair, right? If, if you can intentionally start noticing sensations, um, such as touch, you can start to notice how things will feel in your body again, okay? And that can also be things like hunger, warmth, pain, okay? I'm not saying hurt yourself, okay? Don't do that. But like you stub your toe and you like really pay attention like, okay, how does that feel in my body, okay? Um, so don't hurt yourself on purpose to do this. Um, that's not what we're doing here. Um, but I, I think that it's it's nice just to like start noticing how your body actually feels like down in your body, out of your brain. Um, and that can start getting you back in the habit of feeling how your body feels whenever you feel or experience an emotion. Okay. And then sometimes I will also, I really like using some of the meditation apps out there. Um, and you know me, I, I've got a million of these apps. I think I've probably told you all that. I 
am kind of a, a meditation or wellness app junkie, I think. At this point, I probably need to like just stop. But I like to test them out so I can tell you guys what's good, what's not. <laughs> um, but there's a bunch of them out there. Um, ACOG covers the one or has has kind of paid for the, the Breathe app for a lot of people. Um, some people have Headspace, some people have Calm, some people have Insight Timer. Whatever you have, just commit to one, okay? And all of them are going to have some sort of body scan, okay? And a body scan is basically like where you just like relax and you just like scan your body to notice like what your toes feel like, what your ankles feel like, you know, you're like scanning from your, your feet up usually. And it just kind of helps you get back in touch with like noticing that because for a long time, maybe for some of you, it was for me at least that I was really cut off from how I felt, um, by design, but also because I was using a lot of things to stuff my feelings down. I was really avoiding my feelings for a long time. And so, um, I think that it took me some like actual working on like, what does it feel like in to like to live in my body? Right. Um, and so also sometimes it's easier to start with processing or feeling or experiencing what we call like positive emotions, like what we refer to as positive. Right. And so I want you to think about that. Like whenever you think about having a day off or you think about something that's fun that's coming up, um, can you allow yourself to be excited? Like, what does that feel like in your body? Can you feel anything in your body whenever you think about that? Or if you're, you know, thinking something's funny that your kid said, like, can you kind of giggle in your, in your, you know, internally and like experience like what that, that fun feels like, or that, that, you know, amusement feels like inside your body. Where do you feel it? Um, you know, does it feel different than stubbing your toe? Yeah. (laughs) How do you know that it feels different than stubbing your toe? Well, it feels like a lightness in my chest, right? It feels like, um, an, a, a tightness around my eyes because I'm smiling, right? Um, you know, it feels different than stubbing my toe because it is different, right? And so just like asking yourself those kinds of questions, like how do I know that this emotion, how is it different than whenever I, I stub my toe? How is this different than whenever I um, feel like I'm like wrapped in a blanket, like that sensation? How does that feel different? And so that can start to help you, um, just like making it very simple, um, it can start to help you to be more in touch with like how you feel on the inside. And so then you can start to think about, you know, facing some of those scarier negative emotions, right? Like we kind of always kind of fear some of them, right? But um, start small, like if you feel a little down or a little sad, start there. Okay. Um, if you feel bad, start there. You don't have to jump right into shame, um, or guilt or grief. You do not have to jump into those right off the bat. Um, you can sit with feeling mad. Um, you can sit with feeling frustrated. That's kind of a, a lesser version of mad, right? Um, maybe you're annoyed. Okay. How does it feel different to be annoyed than to stub your toe? (laughs) It's kind of similar maybe, (laughs) but how does it feel different to be annoyed versus, um, to find something amusing that your kids said, right? Like what are the differences in that and kind of play with it and just be curious about it whenever you're doing it. Okay. Also just know that if you are frequently using 
things like food and alcohol, social media, etc., to avoid your feelings, it may be hard to notice those feelings while you're using them. So some people may start, you know, by noticing, um, you know, like when they want to use these things most and like, what do I feel inside whenever I want to reach for my phone or I want to have that glass of wine? What is it that I'm experiencing in my body at that point? Um, And some people will actually pause, you know, pause using alcohol or sugar or social media for a while to see what comes up emotionally. Um, Because sometimes it's, it's like, I just don't feel anything. I just numb out all the time. And so it may be helpful to you. Okay. All right. So, um, so that was my, my first uh, listener question here. The second listener question that I have, um, we're going to say is from Elle. And she says, uh, she wrote me a message and she says um, that she's about to take her oral boards and was asking, do you have any advice for how to chill out less than a week before oral boards um, or things to do the last few days? Um, and so what I, what I told Elle, um, and hopefully you're cool with this, uh, me sharing this Elle, um, I said, yeah, like you should definitely, definitely try some things out. Okay. Right now your brain's probably freaking out. And so I I want anybody to think about this. You don't have to be taking oral boards for this to apply to you. If you're just like freaking the fuck out about something, (laughs) if you're like amped up and you're just, you can't drop whatever it is in your brain, you're ruminating about something or you're anxious or you're worrying. Okay. It can be about something that you know, happened in the OR. It could be about a patient that you have on labor and delivery. It could be about one of your kids. It could be about random shit, okay? If you find that you can't, like, settle the fuck down, then I want you to start by by taking some very actionable steps, okay? You have to give your brain some safety. You have to show your brain that it's, it's safe. It, nothing has gone wrong here, okay? And great ways to do that or some of the things we talked about, my meditation apps, okay? Um, get yourself one of those apps. And a lot of times, if you're not used to meditating, like if you don't like do that regularly or you haven't had that experience in the past where you are able to sit in quiet and and listen to your brain, I would not, I would not suggest do not go and get a meditation app and try and learn to meditate three days before oral boards, okay? Because all you're going to do is sit there on a pillow and listen to your brain junk and the chatter and the BS that your brain has. So don't do that, okay? But on those apps, oftentimes there are more active forms of meditation that might help you process some of this like pent up emotion that feels really negative and it feels scary, okay? Um, and ways to do that might be like a walking meditation, okay? There are lots of those out there. Um, you can look for one that has uh, what's called EFT tapping, Okay, that basically involves tapping some pressure points on your body um, while you go through kind of a guided exercise and you repeat certain things um, that the like the narrator tells you, and it actually calms your brain down because it kind of confuses the the wiring a little bit, so it, it calms that panic signal down and helps you process that. Um, and so that's one way. Um, doing some breath work. There's a lot of um, really good stuff out there on like, just like deep breathing or breath work. There's different variations of this. Okay. There's different skill levels. Start with easy. Okay. Um, and there's different, um, ways to do that. And so most of the apps have some sort of guided breath 
exercise or deep breathing exercise or just true what they call breath work. And those can uh, be super helpful because it gives you something to do. (laughs) Okay, you're not just like focusing just on your thoughts and letting your thoughts float by. No, you're not. You don't need to learn the skill of letting your thoughts flow in and out in this moment um, right before the test because that's going to be or right before the thing, whatever it is. That's a process. Okay. And so do something active. Okay. One of these breath work things. Um, or one of the guided breath med- uh, meditations or exercises. Um, I also really think that, um, you know, getting out in nature is really, really vital. Um, and I think that there is something about nature that is very calming to us. And whether that's just like going and sitting on a park bench and just noticing everything around you um, and letting the sun hit your face and like, smell the, the, you know, the wind and the air and it smells like, maybe it smells like fall where you're at. Doesn't smell like fall here yet, but we're hoping soon. (laughs) Um, but like using all of your senses, like what do I hear? What do I smell? Um, what do I feel right now? And really connecting with nature, um, that can totally calm your nervous system down. Um, so that's one of my favorite things. Uh, a, a thing that I don't think I've really mentioned much here is rocking. And that sounds kind of like, like if you're, if you are one of the people up there, like out there in the world gearing up, um, for your oral boards and you're up there at the hotel and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm rocking back and forth right now. <laughs> like, not like that. Like, not like, you know, you're like about to slip into like a catatonic state, and like rock back and forth, like not what rocking does though to us, whether that's in a rocking chair, in a hammock, um, you know, in a swing, okay, that motion is, is very innate to us, right? It calms our primitive brain. Think about what we do whenever we hold one of our patient's babies, whenever they come in at six weeks, or if you're holding a friend's baby or even one of your babies, right? You do the mama, you do the mama rock, like the little swing, kind of the little shift side to side, right? You kind of just shift your weight from, you know, and you're just kind of like, you just kind of do that inherently because you've done that maybe with your own kids, but that motion or rocking in a rocking chair, swinging, okay, uh, swinging in a hammock, um, that rocking motion, it calms our primitive brain, just like it did whenever we were a baby, okay? That part of our brain still exists in our, in our heads right now. <laughs> yes, it has developed, yes, of course, but guess what? The part that was calmed by that, whenever we didn't know how to ask for anything, and we were just, we would cry to get our needs met, like, that part of our brain still exists. <laughs> and so rocking can actually be very therapeutic. I love going, you know, we still have, uh, you know, like a old school rocking chair from time to time, like in the, in the nursery, right? Like, uh, sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not, but then, uh, they keep it in the OR sometimes, like for the little kids that are getting like ear tubes or tonsils. I love sitting in one of those big old school rocking chairs. You just like rock. Um, it's so calming. Um, and so I also think a hammock is great. So if you're not, if you're like, yeah, I don't have one of those or whatever, a hammock's a great way to do it. Um, and so just like rocking, and I know that sounds weird, but just rocking and like focusing on the motion and the feeling of that, um, wrapping yourself tightly in some sort of cozy blanket, uh, can also add extra comfort to your brain, like essentially swaddling yourself before you rock. <laughs> It really does work, y'all. Okay, um, so don't don't think I'm woo woo on this. Okay, um, 
And then, you know, other things like music that you can really get into, of course, right? Moving your body in a kind way, like exercise. Now, a lot of y'all out there are, you know, you're into exercise, but I, I don't want you to use exercise in this situation as a way to like beat the anxiety out of you. Okay, so that's why I say like moving your moving your body in a kind way. Um, exercise feels great, but sometimes we take it to the extreme to try and get that feeling out and like almost like I'm going to punish my body to get it out. And so don't do that. Just do it kindly, okay? And if it's like if you are someone that's prone to that, then okay, walking or something that's really kind, you know, floating in a pool and doing some light swimming, you know, something like that, maybe really up your alley. Okay. The last thing that I will add is that like snuggling with a pet, with a partner, or even yourself, y'all, like if you hug yourself tightly, like you wrap your arms around yourself tightly for 30 seconds, your, your little primitive brain doesn't know it's not someone else hugging you. Like if you sit here and you close your eyes and you hug yourself, squeeze yourself right now, your brain does not know the difference between someone else doing it and you doing it. Okay. If you do that for 30 seconds, I guarantee you, you will probably feel a little bit better at the end of that. Right. You'll have a little sigh. <sighs> yeah. And so it, your brain doesn't know the difference. So whether that's, you know, if you prefer to hug your dog, that's fine too or your partner. Cool. Um, but you can always have that available to yourself as well. Okay. All right, friends. So those are the, those are the couple questions I wanted to, to chat about today. Um, and if you have a question or you want to talk through something, um, or you want me to answer your question on the podcast, feel free to send me an email or reach out on social media anytime. Okay. Um, my email is amanda at coach-miles.com. You can find me on social media, coach miles MD. Um, and I'd love to hear from you. All right, friends, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can always get more free help from me by going to my website, www.coach-miles.com and clicking on free resources. If this work has helped you and you're interested in learning more about getting out of burnout and up-leveling your life as an OBGYN, definitely check out my six-month coaching program, the Happy Gynecologist Group. You can always get more information on my website, coach-miles.com.